0: What's the hot goss right now it has to be france losing the world cup (gasps) that is spicy but no (laughs) it's the brown girl expectations that's some piping hot tea speaking of piping hot tea why don't y'all grab a chai no not your chai tea latte but brewed black chai and let's get started Hi everybody, I'm so excited that we're back. I'd like to take this a moment to apologize. I know we said we'd take a little bit of a break for my midterms, but um, the campus that Neron and I went to, unfortunately, as soon as midterms are over, you just get shazammed with all these finals. So our two week break took a bit longer. Um, so I apologize for that, but great news. Winter break is here, yay! So we have a lot more consistent content coming, I promise. You guys heard that right. Six weeks of non-stop, beautiful content. We got some really good episodes lined up for you guys, along with, fingers crossed, some really special guests um, that we're really excited to introduce to you guys as well. Um, Also, we want to take a really quick moment. There's been a lot going on in the world in the past, I don't know, how long has it been? Like six weeks, five weeks? And we all just want to say from everyone here at the pod a big congratulations to the Muslim world, the Arab world, the African world on the success that Morocco had in this year, year's World Cup. That was phenomenal. And I literally watched every single game that they played in with such excitement and such enthusiasm. Like, I was waking up and um, crying, looking at the results. (laughs) It was was just amazing. So although they didn't win, um, a great team won and we're very excited. um, But they they made us all proud and we are very excited. So getting right into the spice, we wanted to talk about um, kind of a controversial topic, but... Brown girl expectations, you know, things that we face every day. And at the beginning of this podcast, we talked about unfolding our childhood traumas. This is a big part of that. I think a lot of the uh, childhood trauma stems from the brown girl expectations. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of pressure. And, you know, just as we break that down, I hope that you guys will see what we mean. Um, But it's all in good fun because look what it created. This pressure created two very broken Mangled diamonds i love it <laughs> what is that saying uh diamonds are created in heat and pressure heat no there's like Girl, i think saying. that's just a scientific right. fact okay never mind sorry right. there's a saying if you guys know the saying let us know we're not geologists <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <laughs> okay well i think the biggest um detriment to our <laughs> to our mental health has got to be the body image expectations these aunties and mamas out there have set for us brown ladies. I just want to get out out there. There is such a thing called big boned. <laughs> no. I am not fat. <laughs> I have big. Bo- I'm thick. Okay, I like that. I love that. We talk. I bus not to call people fat, but thick. And it's like no one understands that a big bone is a thing. Like it's not. I am honestly like you either a size 0 or a size 58. No... <laughs> what is a size 58? <laughs> That's what they see you as when they look at you. No. Like we have a cousin who she she is gorgeous, she's a beautiful human being, but she is so 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 fit and we are not. So <laughs> We're like two very opposite ends so of the spectrum. So you, like, look at her and then you look at us and they're like, are you even related <laughs> like, Um, no, we're not. We're cousins by trade. <laughs> That's what we'll say. Just to save the poor thing from insults. <laughs> she's not related to us. No, she's, I mean, she, when you look at her, you're like, ugh. Oh, there's America's Next Top Model right there. She fits the body image, like, requirements to a T. And I'm over here, like, linebacker. You know, I have my dad's shoulders. <laughs> I have my dad's height. But I have my mom's curve. So I'm like, you know, y'all really just throwing these stones. None of them are a good stone. But... No. But here's the thing. When we're talking about she looks like America's Next Top Model, we look like this, that. <laughs> these are all, again, expectations that were set for us by our community members yes. and family members you in no way or shape or form are we saying you need to look like this Absolutely we need not. to look like this the whole point of this whole episode <clears throat> is to make you guys understand that one like we said in our instagram post um that body positivity is very important within our culture or it should be prioritized and it should matter. Mental health is very important. Self-love, self-care, all that stuff. So without further ado, I think the body image expectations that are drilled into your brain from the very beginning is no man will marry you if you are overweight. Every single aunt will tell you that, that you meet. If you are overweight, no man's going to love you. You're not worth the love of a man. How are you going to fit into a wedding dress if you are fat? <laughs> that's like That's the mentality we went into, like, watching shows like Say Yes to the Dress. Like, mm, yeah, I can't fit in that. We're, we're walking out of here empty-handed. <laughs> Sorry. I can't walk into Say Yes to the Dress. I, I cannot I will say no, no to every here. single dress. I can't. Um, um, but, you know, I we joke about this all the time. But finding a husband is, like, a really big topic for these people. And, um, and it always seems to be on the woman as to why she can't find it. You know, either we're fat, we're ugly, we don't um we're not fit for a man's image, we don't cook well, we don't clean well. It's stuff like that that's essentially drilled into your head that you want to get through. Sorry for that um cut off neuron had a total asthma attack at the end of that <laughs> segment. <laughs> Not only do I have severe asthma, but I also just got over the flu. And I'm still coughing, and they told me I'd be coughing for the next month. (laughs) This could happen way more often than we think. So, apologies if you just hear her hacking in the back. She's fine. (laughs) Stop! (laughs) Anyways, let's get the track, or the train back on the track. (laughs) Oh my God, what is I'm so sorry. We're professionals. (laughs) Anywho, to get back on track, pretty much the entire brown girl expectation around body image revolves around what you can do for a man, how you can look for a man. And let me just make something real clear to all you aunties out there. Really ugly men, all of your really ugly sons end up marrying the most beautiful women out there. And y'all should be real, real appreciative. Because no one wants to look at your crusty, dusty son. Because he, Lord knows he hasn't washed his face in the past two years. Lord knows he shaves once maybe a month. Lord knows, like, he, he does not. Set the same expectations for himself as you have protruded onto him to set for brown women. And you guys are the toxic ones, if you really think about it. It's toxic masculinity. And it's gross because it comes from your mom loving you too much, calling you a handsome prince, even though you're the ugly toad of the story. And it just, it's hurtful. Um, maybe what we're saying is also hurtful, but you know, it's essentially the flip side of the coin. This is what women hear every day. We're not good enough. We're not pretty enough. We're, we're the toad in the story. No, why is it that I have to, I have to lose 70 pounds before I can go marry your son? Why doesn't your son have to go hit the gym Grow some muscles, Put grow some, some muscles before he marries me. why can't I have that expectation of him? If I weigh more than your son, i 'm beating him up I'm sorry <laughs> I'm, no, that's saying something that means he this man has no muscle build. no, this man, although he's how's he going to be the man that goes to war for me when he's a scrawny little twig? I could snap him <laughs> like a spaghetti like you know, this very, is very true moral of the story. Some men out here really built like noodles. And, and they the, ain't even the whole ramen dish. I'm the ramen dish. The piping hot broth. You can... You both need to be ramens. You know, some, gotta throw some toppings in there. Maybe a lot of noodle, not just one. Right. You know? I don't know how we went off on ramen, but... i really hungry. good right now.
1: I am okay.
0: hungry. <laughs> well, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, I really don't want to believe any of this because... Being raised in the Western culture, especially recently, like before, yes, like maybe about 10, 15 years ago, but recently, like I would say as of five, seven years ago, Western culture has become all about body positivity and self-love. Like, girl, you can be thick. That's fine. You're still beautiful. You You don't need to be a certain size, a certain weight. I, I that's something that's like so foreign to the Eastern culture, and it pisses me off. Absolutely, I was like, "Mama, don't be surprised if I bring home a white boy." And I'm like, "This is the one," because listen, <laughs> they're they're cultured. They understand women can take the lead. They go for personality rather than looks because they fall in love with the person. And that isn't that essentially why we wear the hijab, you know? Yes. To Good point, Noonie. To it, thank you, <laughs> scholarly. <laughs> to essentially like love a person for who they are as a whole, not what they look like, not what they show to you. You know, their side of humility is what attracts you to them. You know, it, it makes things more pure. But if you're going based purely off, oh, she's really skinny. I love her because she's skinny, but she's a complete dodo. Like, what? What does that say about your marriage? Moral of the story: You can't just have. A beautiful face. You gotta have a beautiful heart, a good heart, because if you're ugly on the inside, you're <laughs> ugly on the outside. You're ugly on the outside too. I don't care if I'm named Prince Charming. It's getting changed to Prince Ugly. I don't care if you look like I don't know who the most attractive man is. Um, Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Jamal Evans put some respect on his name no i'm talking about chris evans the actor captain america girl it's chris yeah chris jamal that's what we call it. him stop that's <laughs> not his real name but that's what we call him because he cultured white oh that's nice i didn't know that yeah. i'm very old sorry he's not what he's spicy white he so, is so so we is. call him chris jamal evans. okay i'll call okay. him that from now on who'd be, who'd okay be? i was like who the heck is chris that's jamal what evans? type any male listeners out there shut <laughs> your mouth <laughs> No, I'm just saying, like, (laughs) you can look like Chris Evans, but if you got a bad attitude, then Mm -mm. I'm going to look the other way Mm -mm. because you're gross (laughs) and ugly. (laughs) Nuni, what are some of the most toxic comments you have heard from our community? It always has to be a comparison, you know? So it could be, like, you're just peacefully sitting there eating a bowl of chips. It could be the veggie straws, the healthy ones. And then your mama look at you... Did you hear that? Fatima lost thirty pounds the other day <laughs> by doing keto too. <laughs> no. Mama, who we'll said veggie straws aren't keto? <laughs> um, oh, you uh, know, the constant race of time when it's like, oh my god, Zainab had a baby. She's married. Like, Mama, what came first, the baby or the marriage? Please, it's that like expectation of Are you getting married? It's like. Do you see anybody? Well, like, you're celebrating the married couple, you're clapping, you're having a good time, and then this random auntie turns around, she goes, you're next. Ugh, and, gross. Um, um, auntie Khadija? No. Oh, my God. And sometimes it's not even about marriage, or children, or losing weight. Sometimes it's just something that really gets you in the, in the heart, and it's like, Muhammad's daughter just got her third doctorate degree. How do you feel about that? Oh, don't even get me started on school! I swear <laughs> to God! Literally... The one thing that comes out of Barbara's mouth is like, oh, wow, my business partner's daughter is at UPenn and she's studying this pharmacology thing. And I'm like, congratulations. She makes like $300 an hour. Uh, she also spends $5,000 on Starbucks. Like, what? You should be thankful, sir. I spent $2 there. It's just, it's such a toxic environment. And it leads to like, unfortunately, it leads to like, it leads to very you question severe- yourself you do you do and it's like it's damaging and it's like you're like wow am i really not worth it like am i really running out of time like honestly you forget to live in the moment you know because you're like constantly my future my future my future my future my future You're like you've forgotten the present you have no idea what's good for you now you forget to take care of yourself like it's just like oh no 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 i've always got to look ahead i've always got to look ahead but here's the thing. Like, what happens after you hit all those milestones? Let's say you're like Muhammad's daughter. You get your third doctorate degree. You're like Fatima. You lose the weight. You're like Zainab. You get Fatima your... Fatima loses another 30 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> you get your man. You get your baby. What's next? Like, your old news. Then they don't talk. They move to the next person. Like, how... You're so... You're so expendable at that point And just, like, easy to get rid of. And... It's frankly just annoying. As humans, we're already comparing ourselves to social media every single day. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, and then it goes into you finding yourself, you know, comparing yourself to your closest friends. And, you know, the community is already so small. So it just, you know, it makes you not want to be social anymore. Not necessarily want to hang out with people that, you know, you grew up with and you thought they understood you. And then you're like, oh, well... You know, if my mom or my aunt are constantly talking about her, comparing me to her, you know, she must be better off. And, like, it just makes you not want to be with that person anymore. And it's not their fault. It's just, like, the mental state that you've put yourself in. And that, like, um, things, social norms like this have put you into. So it just becomes very difficult when it gets to real human relationships. I think sometimes, though, like, looking at it from the their perspective sometimes i feel like they're doing it from a place of love even though it may not come off like that and it doesn't come off like that because they're trying to push you to better yourself and be the best you can be but that's just not the way you do it well you know and something with brown parenting is tough love is still love yeah so the harsher it sounds the more effect it will have essentially is their mind not only are we thick built but we also got thick skin we can take lots of insults we can take we can take the heat so i like to say i also got a thick skull because it just it does not <laughs> translate whatever my mom tells me it does not come through i'm like okay 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 two seconds later she forgets it and i'm back to my inhuman self i'm sorry disappointment getting more into these um, fun topics of expectations it may be like a very very big exaggeration but i feel like it plays into it a recent turkish drama that i've been watching called yellow chopkin oh god oh my god go. it's the greatest thing ever i love it so much but um there's literally a scene where you know like the girl's dad has primped and primed her to perfection you know she's speaks mm-hmm. fluent french English, Turkish. She dresses like a lady. She walks like a lady. Her name is Suna, by the way. And when they finally come to ask for her hand, Sunna gets so excited. She's trembling the whole time. And then, bam, she trips and spills oh. all the coffee. And then... What happens, basically, is the guy that's asking for her hand actually wants her sister. (gasps) So he, like, whispers to his mom, like, Mom, let's go have a meeting outside. I want the other sister. (laughs) And she literally, for weeks, thinks that they switched because she spilled the coffee. She goes, I didn't fit the expectation. They expected me to come as a stable-minded lady, present the coffees with, like, this poised manner and give it to my future husband and they'll love me based on how i delivered this coffee because the poor thing tripped she's like no i'm done i'm never getting married again oh, no. no one will ever want me and her dad like beats her up for it like <gasps> why wow. how dare you spill the coffee i'm like oh my toxic god toxic masculinity See, showing. Like, <laughs> but it's getting into it like it's It's something that everyone is. It's all around us, unfortunately. Like it's it's very heartbreaking, and I don't. I want to have hope that in ten years it's gonna get better. For like I know for a fact this everything I've talked about today is not something I would. Have an expectation I would have for my child. Oh no. I want to make... I want to believe that people in our generation are thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that in 20 years' time, and 25 years' time, this whole ideology is just, like, done with and over. Yeah. Buried into the ground with the I just, generation. Well, like, let... I would just let my kids live life. You know? Just, like, uh, the only expectation I have of them is for them to be happy, like, honest, and... Just, Just be good people. Gee, exactly. I mean there's not there's not much else you could want from a kid. And you if you teach someone to be a good person, then I feel like you've done your job as a parent and you've done your job as um you've done your job to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like Absolutely. He wants you to raise a good son, a good <coughs> Jesus Christ. I'm so sorry. <laughs> He wants you to raise a good son, a good daughter, and he wants that son or daughter to be able to serve him, his people, with the utmost respect and kindness um, throughout the entire their entire life. So, I feel like we can't lose sight of our religion and everything that we've talked about. Like completely is one hundred eighty difference from our religion like we're supposed to promote kindness and peace and all this stuff and respect and everything we've talked about literally does the exact opposite of that (laughs) i feel like that's what i love um about mom and dad is when we recently came back from our trip they were like our daughters delivered everything we could ever ask for Mm -hmm. because all that people said were they were very respectful They never missed a prayer. They um, were humble. They didn't wear makeup. We expected them to be so different. And they were just such good girls. And my mom's like, honestly, I could never ask for anything better. Um, And, you know, that was not only validating to hear, but it was the the kind of positive feedback you've essentially been waiting your whole life for. You're like, oh, my God, a mission accomplished. (laughs) I've finally done something correct. Oh, my God. it's it was so rewarding and to me and i maybe not everyone thinks like this but to me if i make my parents proud then i'm proud and i feel like at that point allah is proud of me as well yeah um i i just i feel like in my heart that my parents raised two sometimes dysfunctional girls but at the same time like nuni said we've We've been raised to treat everyone with kindness and respect and um, just make sure everyone around us and ourselves are happy. And although we've had this trauma and like, this is just stuff that we've heard being raised in our community. I'm so glad it hasn't affected us so deeply where we can't function on a day to day basis. Well, I mean, you could rebuttal that and say that it has shaped who we are, Mm -hmm. you know, it's. I don't mean to brag. I'm a pretty good person. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I do my good deeds. I'm caring, you know. Um, It's just... It's changed who we are. Essentially because... I think it's... I don't want to be who they want me to be. Yeah. And that's really pushing me. Like, I don't want to be the little doll-faced trophy wife that sits in a corner and, like, lets her husband shine. Like, no. He can shine next to me and I can shine next to him. Like, it can be... A, a 50-50 thing. Don't put men be. on this consistent platform and like yeah this like unreachable place like oh we're never gonna be as great as men. Like cry me a river, I feel build like me a that's, bridge that's and get where... over it. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so gross <laughs> if you think like that. That's what, well like you know it's, we've basically been raised in a patriarchy. The, the man is the head of the household. He's the only one that brings in income you know he takes care of you puts food on the table like i'm going to school to get a job a stable job i will be providing food as well i'll be providing a place to live like it's it's these social norms that are constantly changing but the people need to change along with it you know like That's you can't just important. um you can't just hold on to this i call it the village mindset <laughs> the disgusting <laughs> village Where, you know, as a woman, I stay home and milk the cows all day when my husband's out on the farm breaking a sweat. My parents didn't come to this country for me to serve a man. I'm sorry. Like, as (laughs) harsh as that sounds. No, my parents came to this country so I can have an opportunity and better my life and better my future. And that's exactly what I'm going to pass on to my children after me. It's a valuable lesson. At the end of the day, my belief is that if... Um, we have expectations for women, then it's completely appropriate for women to have expectations of men. And it's important to withhold them to those standards and expectations because you can't just let them slide. You can't just let them do whatever they want. You got to keep them on edge at all times. <laughs> you can't let them know what's coming next, you know? Um, it's also important to state, I, I feel like we've been bashing on men this whole time, there are incredible men in our lives, and we're very fa- thankful for them. Um, but the way men are portrayed in our religion, um, they deserve the utmost respect. And um, we respect them in every way possible. And um, the, way, the thing that we're upset about, I think, is how society has chosen to take what our religion has outlined for us. To a whole new unacceptable level. Like they've taken advantage of it. And it's just not okay. In my opinion. It's it's definitely not. And it's definitely not the life that. You know. um, Prophet Muhammad. uh, Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. How he lived his life. You know. He he respected every single one. Of his wonderful wives. um, Held them to a pedestal. Cared for them with utmost respect. Yes, we spent the majority of the segment you know, talking down to the men of the Muslim community. But it's just... Not just the Muslim community. No, no, no. All of them. All you nasties. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. But I just do want to give a shout out to the respectable kings out there who do recognize, you know, women are much more than just a pretty face. They are, you know, they can be my other half. They can be at the same level as me. I would love... To shout out to a specific man who has gone viral <laughs> on TikTok in particular. He's, um, I think he's a Twitch streamer. His name is Hasan Piquet. He's Turkish. And this, just listen to this beautiful man make this beautiful statement. These are girl bosses. They are gatekeeping. They are slay queening. They are doing this in the name of Allah, of course. But they are doing girl boss shit. I just, I love him to pieces. And he, he's absolutely right. And he's not the only one that thinks like that. So we really want to get the message across to. We appreciate all you men who cool. are cheerleaders. Absolutely. Thank you for existing, you know? You guys are. You give us hope. Yes. You guys are the hope. Chivalry for the future. isn't dead. You'll no. probably open a door for me. Thank you. <laughs> also, brown girls of today's generation you are elite like you are setting the grounds for you are the standard you are you are setting the standards and no one can compete with you and you are a queen we are we are queens. queens please so thank you for as he said what do you say, girl bossing? Girl bossing. In the name of Allah. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you guys so much. This was this was a bit of a controversial episode. It was more of a serious one, but we got we got a few gigs in there. Glad we giggled. I think it was really important for us to get it out because, like I said, these are expectations that we have been surrounded by our entire lives, and it is what has traumatized us. <laughs> I, you know, you're not alone. You, you know, women who have face this similar struggle, you're definitely not alone. I don't want to say we're all facing the same issue because absolutely not. Um, but you know, there are similarities and you know, we can lean on each other in moments like this. You're definitely never alone. And whether you are white or brown, i'm sure there are some crazy expectations that you have had to live up to maybe even being as a man that we are completely unaware of we would love to hear all of those you're always welcome to reach out to us thank you guys so much for listening please remember to follow us on instagram tiktok and your preferred podcast platform thank you all for putting up with us for yet another week we love you all so much and appreciate your support we'll see you next week for our next adventure Bye. Bye, thank you guys. <laughs> just a quick disclaimer for everybody out there. Although Nuni and I um, we make light of a lot of serious situations. Um, we have had a lot of this toxicity affect our mental health in the past, but alhamdulillah we have been able to overcome it and just laugh at the pain now. If you or someone you know has struggled or is struggling with mental health due to any reasoning whatsoever, please know you're not alone. And the number one thing you can do for yourself is to take that first step and ask for help. Mental health is just as important as your overall health. So take the time to love and care for yourself because the world needs you. We need you.